Welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. We hope that it helps you become a strong and passionate follower of Jesus Christ. For more information, you can head to our website at www.hillschurch.com.au. Enjoy this week's message. Well, welcome everybody to Christmas at Hills. My name is Evan. I'm the pastor here and we just want to extend a huge warm welcome to firstly all of our church family, but also all our visitors and our guests. Can we please give it up for all our visitors and guests, maybe here for the first time, family members, work colleagues, neighbours. We just thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, We do hope that wherever you are and wherever you've been, wherever you come from today, that this will be such an encouragement to you. I've got a short message to bring to you today and I We'll just encourage you to be open to receive maybe something that God has for you today. I have a short message that really changed my life. And uh, if you'll be open today, I believe it could change your life too. If you've never met Jesus or walked with Jesus, there's such an amazing thing available to you today. Uh, coming to the end of 2023, I was reflecting on something that happened to me as a teenager. I was 16 years old and it was the New Year's uh, Eve family Christmas party. And I grew up in a Greek house and New Year's Eve was always a really big deal. The tunes were cranking, people were dancing, it was all happening. And we were all alongside my cousins in one of the rooms playing some PlayStation and just chilling out and doing what you do as a kid when your family is having a, a big party, right? And we got wind that there was going to be a huge fireworks display in the local town centre that we could see if we went down the street and uh, propped ourselves on this hill so we can get a good vantage point of it. The only thing was that all my cousins were really young and I wasn't sure whether my family would want all of us kids going out on New Year's Eve really late, heading down to see the fireworks. And so all the cousins are getting really excited saying, Evan, it's up to you. You need to go and convince the family that we can go and see the fireworks. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this, guys. And they start chanting, Evan, Evan, Evan. And I'm carrying, carrying away. I'm starting to go, Evan, Evan, I can do this, right? And I'm thinking, look, it's a responsibility. But as king of the kids, heavy as the head that wears the crown, I've got to go and carry on my responsibility. So it's a bit about this time in the night uh, where the festivities in the household are really kicking off. And uh, it's a, like I said, it's a Greek party. There's lots of tunes. The ouzo is flowing. There's the Becky Core dancing. If you've ever seen it, it's like kind of like a... So that's happening. So I'm looking at this going, well, okay, the, the drinks are flowing. The tunes are pumping. They're dancing. I'm every chance of getting a good outcome here. So what happened is I go up to my mum and I say, mum... Would you mind if we go and see the fireworks down at the bottom of the street where we can get a view? And she's like, oh, I'm not sure, maybe. Uh, I'm okay for you to go. Maybe just ask your auntie if she's okay with the other um, kids going. So I go over to my auntie, who's in a really good mood. So I'm thinking, yes. And I go, Auntie Anastasia, would you mind if we go down and I'll take the kids and I'll watch them and uh, we'll go and see the fireworks? And she looks at me up and down and goes, all right, but look after your cousins. And I said to her, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) So off we went and uh, down the streets to the hill where we could see the fireworks and we saw the fireworks, it was great. And um, thinking, well, this has gone about as successful as it could go. Let's get everyone home before anything happens. All right, guys, let's go back to the house. Let's go play some PlayStation, whatever it might be. And as we're walking home, I'm thinking, I've nearly accomplished 
this task. I've looked after everyone. As king of the kids, I have executed my responsibility in getting them to the fireworks and home safely. And as we're walking down the street, this guy who's there at, at the front of the house, he's been at a house party himself. He looks over to us and goes, hey, what year is it? And I go, nah, happy new year, bro. Peace, all good, man. We're just going to keep going home and uh, we're just going to keep walking home. And he goes, oh, okay, fine. And then I was walking past it, about to turn around, and I feel a hand press onto my chest and push me back. And I turn around and I look at my cousin, and you've got to keep in mind, this was about 10 or 15 years ago, and he goes, it's the year 2023. What are you going to do about it? And I turned around to him and said, what? What are you doing? And he looks at me and goes, Cuzzy, don't worry about it. There's three of us and one of him. We got this. I'm thinking, we got this. I was given explicit orders to make sure you got home safely. And now you've gone and done this to me. And so the guy looks at us and he goes, excuse me, what did you say? And my cousin goes, what are you going to do about it? And he goes, are you getting smart? And my cousin goes, yeah, I am getting smart. And he goes, are you really getting smart? And this guy comes up and he's approaching us and he goes, okay. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is, this is about to go down. How can I defuse this? I'm going, please don't worry about my cousin. He's young. He's silly. The man is a fool. Let's just keep going on with our New Year's Day. My cousin's going, no, don't worry. There's three of us. We got this. Then all of a sudden, another guy comes around the corner and goes, who's getting smart? And all of a sudden, the odds are not so much in our favour in this little street brawl. And so I'm thinking, mate, I've never been in a fight in my life. And if you're ever with me and try and pick a fight, I'm telling you, you've picked the wrong person. Okay, because I'm not going to be able to assist you. I'm not going to be able to help you at all. And so I'm thinking, okay, these guys are big. These guys are strong. These guys have obviously been carrying on tonight. And I'm like, please, hey, guys, we just want peace. We just want to chill out. We don't want any problems. And the guy goes, mate, that's it. And he takes his shirt off. Now, this guy, he takes his shirt off and he looks like Thor. I'm not even kidding. If you've seen the Avengers, I'm not talking Thor at the end of the Avengers, the one that's been on the binge. I'm talking about peak Hemsworth right now. He looks like he's been in the gym for months, ready for this, ready to beat me up. And I'm looking at this guy going, well, I can see him. I can see me. I'm not, I know I can't outrun him. Uh, I know I'm not going to be able to fight him. And so this is going to really hurt. And uh, he comes up to me and goes, let's go, let's go. I said, man, I really don't want any problems. And then he goes, yeah. Well, then you better run like your friends over there. And I turn around and my cousins are 50 metres down the road. They had left me there for dead. They are in full sprint. I tell you, I've never run so fast in my life, church. Went straight home. I went inside, went in the door. I said, mate, what happened to you? Where did you go? And he goes, oh, cousin, I knew that you'd make it. And I can remember in that moment, trying to keep the peace, trying to distill that conflict and make it all go away and how much I desperately so wanted peace in that environment. And it got me thinking about how often we all just want peace. We have this drive towards peace as humans. We think about the experience of peace, you would know it. We are drawn to it. We are captivated by it. We are arrested 
by it. And yet for so many of us, peace can be so elusive. It can be like trying to catch smoke or it can be like, as one of the Bible writers so eloquently put it, like chasing after the wind. We come into a Christmas season at the moment and peace can be so hard to find. We look on the news and all we see is conflict. We look in our own world, in our own lives, and it's really hard to find the peace. Maybe you're in this place and your relationships at home are on the rocks. Maybe you've got bills stacked up high, 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 and you think, how are we just going to get through this Christmas season and get interest rate hike after hike after hike after hike? Maybe you're in this place and you've got chronic pain and you wake up every morning thinking, oh, where is my peace? I came today with really good news, that there is a peace available to you that transcends all understanding. There is a peace available to you that does not mean the absence of strife. It does not mean that there'll be no challenges in your life. There is a peace available to you from God that if you would receive it, has the power to change your life. It's an incredible gift. It's an incredible thing that we can come around and celebrate together this Christmas season. You might be sitting there thinking, Evan, what does this peace look like? And what does it mean? I think there are three things, namely, that I want to present to you today as what it means to grab a hold of this peace. The first thing that we can have peace with is we can have peace with God. You see, every single one of us, no matter who we are, have made mistakes in our life. The Bible takes all of our mistakes and all of our shortcomings and all of our errors and kind of blocks it into this one little word and calls it sin. Now, sin is a a small word, but it's a really big problem. Because what it does, it actually separates us from the love and person and presence of God who we were designed to be with. Now, God, knowing us and loving us and seeing us in our plight, didn't actually want us to be estranged from him, didn't actually want us to be away from him. So seeing us in our sin and seeing us in our brokenness with all our mistakes and all our shortcomings, devised a plan to bring us back to him. He sent his only son, God, who became flesh and walked this earth went to a cross for us to take the punishment that we deserved so that we wouldn't have to bear the wrath of God for our sin so that we could be forgiven for everything that we've ever done wrong. That everything we've ever done wrong was put on Jesus and paid for at that cross. You know, at Christmas time, we celebrate the birth of a king. And it's great to celebrate the birth of the king and we're so excited and we're just so enamoured by the person of Jesus. But what we're really celebrating is that baby grew up. That baby grew up and did an incredible thing for you and for me. He bore all of our pain, all of our sin, all of our punishment, all of the things that we deserve to receive and took it on himself so that we could be forgiven, we could be made right and we can be set free. Because Jesus has done this, it opens up the way for us to walk with Jesus, to come into a relationship with God, to know Him, and to experience the fullness of life that we were always designed to have. We have an invitation to come and have peace with God because of what Jesus has done, because of the cross, because of His burial, and because He was resurrected to the glory of God three days later. We now have access to God a relationship with him and he calls you and sees you and says that he knows you and he loves you and wants to draw you to himself. The God who's seen you before the beginning of time, who has seen you even before you even knew who he was, has chosen you, loves you, has a plan and purpose for your life. And because of what Jesus has done, because of the amazing person and work of Christ, we can now come and enter into a relationship 
with him. The second thing that we can have is peace with self. See, all of us have these shortcomings. All of us have made mistakes in our lives. And some of us carry these mistakes for days, for weeks, for months, for years, and some of us even for decades. But because of what Jesus has done, what we're celebrating at this Christmas time is not just the, the songs and not just the opportunity to come together, but because of Christ, we can now be a new person. The old life that we once lived can be put away with and we can start something fresh. I am so thankful that one day someone told me about the love of Jesus and I could start afresh. Putting aside all of my wrongdoings, pulling aside all of my shortcomings, pulling aside all of my mistakes and taking a hold of a new day. We celebrate peace and we have peace with ourselves because the debt of our sin has been paid for. Because everything that we've ever done wrong has been cleared. And now we have a new identity in Jesus. The Bible says that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone and behold, the new is here. And it's the opportunity for a new life, for a life of victory, for a life of vitality, for a life that is more rich and more full than anything you could ever know and anything that you've ever experienced. And it's available for us today. And the last thing that we can have peace with, we can have peace for eternity. Now, this doesn't mean that all of our problems go away when we start following Jesus. I'm not here to tell you and give you some kind of like, uh, it's going to be all good and you don't have to worry about it because you follow Jesus because you'll come to me next week and say, Evan, you made a liar out of yourself. I've still got all of these problems. We know that our world is full of problems, full of challenges and Following Jesus doesn't take away some of the pain and the suffering and the turmoil that we all go through. But we know that when we follow Jesus and we accept what he has given us, we have the opportunity and the invitation to spend eternity with him in a place where there will be no pain, in a place where there will be no more anguish, where the presence of Jesus will wipe away every single tear off every single eye. And I don't know what you're walking through today. You might be coming in here weary. You might be coming in here full of shame and regret. I mean, we're all imperfect people who have made mistakes. But the opportunity is there today to say yes to Jesus, to have your past forgiven, to have a new life begin in him today, the best life that you could ever know, and to be with him forever. And all you have to do is say yes. It's been done It's been paid for. It's been purchased for you by Jesus. And that is what we're here celebrating today. Would you be up standing with me? And I'm going to invite the band up again. In the words of Jesus, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and laden, and I will give you rest. If you're in this place today and you're looking for peace, I believe you can have it in the presence of God. Peace is not found in the absence of turmoil. It is found in the presence of a God who knows us, who loves us, who is real, and who has a plan and purpose for our life. And if that's you this morning and you don't know Jesus, if you say, I I want that peace, I want to be forgiven of everything that I've ever done wrong. I want to be set free from my past. I want to say goodbye to the shame and the hurts and the regrets of yesterday and take a hold of a new life and a new day in Him. I want to be with Jesus forever. Then we would love to talk to you. We would love to tell you more about Jesus. 
Maybe you're in this place today and you once knew Him. You once knew Him as Lord and Saviour and you walked with Him and you recognised His voice and you knew Him. But over the years, over the time, over the seasons, your love for Him has just softened and waxed and waned. There's an invitation today to come back to Jesus and experience the peace that only He can give and He can bring. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, the invitation is there for you to come and find peace, to come and find rest, to come and find the person that you are always designed to be in the love and presence of God. Church, would you please close your eyes and bow your heads? I just want to give everyone a moment. If that's you in this place today and you say, you know what? I want to follow Jesus. I want to be forgiven. I want to be set free. I want to start a new life in Him. Then right where you're stood, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Two, God is here. He loves you. He's for you and He's present. And three, He's got you a plan and purpose for your life. Is that you can raise your hand right across this place? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're in this place and maybe you once knew Him, you're like, man, I need to get myself right with God. I need to recommit and jump back in. I'm feeling stressed. I've got anxiety and I'm not sure what the future looks like and I just need the peace of God to rule and reign over my life. If that's you right now, why don't you raise your hand? I'd love to pray with you. Praise God. Well, we're going to pray together and then we're just going to celebrate and sing some more carols. So church, right where you are, would you pray with me and repeat after me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you became a man, walked this earth, bore, in, <laughs> bore incredible suffering so that we could be forgiven and made right with God. We thank you today that because of you, we can have peace. We receive you today as our Lord and Saviour, God and friend. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.